Good morning, America. Good morning. Good morning, America. Good morning, America. It's it's your girls. It is. It is. It's <laughs> your two favorite girly girls. <laughs> certainly uh, two girls here. It is certainly, well, at the very least, it's two of them. At the very least, we have favorite? girls. Girls, girls, girls. Um, <laughs> live girls. Live girls here now for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, free, too, is the crazy part. So Free. Yeah, that is so true. It is free. <laughs> it is free. Isn't that amazing? It's something. It, <laughs> <laughs> it is the choice we made and we live with. So pretty cool stuff. Um, hi, everyone. Uh uh, this is FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And it's a service industry podcast with two crazy girls. <laughs> two as in crazy girls. <laughs> I really can't be calling myself a girl anymore. Well, it's just so... <laughs> I think I've said this on the podcast. Like, I do make that joke all the time of being like at work. Like, I love making a joke that I'm like small and petite and girlish, but I don't know that people like hundred percent get that I'm being that you're joking. joking. Yeah. And so I'm worried that they <clears throat> think that I'm just small and petite and girlish. And they're like, she's delusional. They're like, we wish she would just like fucking understand what's actually going on. I'm probably yeah. <laughs> like loud and fat. Like, <laughs> like I leave the room. They're like, she knows that, right? There, she's not being okay. I'm fucking with the audio as I'm like recording, which is like, a number one, never fucking do this kind of thing. So, uh, listeners, okay. good, good. No, bad. not not great. Not okay. A, not great. On my end, or no, on no, no. You're one? fine. I'm just looking at my um... guys. I'm sorry. This is not for you to hear. Uh, this is for me to have dealt with before we started recording. But uh... <laughs> in Lillian's defense, it is quite early on on her coast. Not early enough for me to be fucking behaving this way. <laughs> Old enough to know better. <laughs> and we'll see what fucking happens. Um, God, it really is bad, though. Can Okay, pause. I, I don't pause, pause officially, but let me just... God damn it. Okay, everyone, okay. I got my shit together uh, in this one small way. Everything else, very bad still. Up in the air. Up in the air. It's a Not fucking bad, just... Coin toss. Coin toss. I Trust live. The heads I process. live, tails I die. No. <laughs> no. No, it that is a fucking joke. That's a grade A grade A <laughs> grade A goof for you. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Well, it's a service industry podcast as I as I did mention before. Um... <laughs> Thank you, Lillian. Keep us grounded. Keep us grounded. <laughs> And uh, and how are we, Kelly? How how the hell are we on this Super Bowl Sunday? Go Eagles! Go Eagles! Kaka! Go um, damn War Eagle! Different Eagle! Go Go Birds! <laughs> go Birds! Go yeah. Birds! I don't even know at this point if the Kansas City that's playing in the Super Bowl is from Kansas or Missouri. Missouri. Is it? Wow! <laughs> is it? That is. <laughs> that's fascinating. You gotta that you gotta learn up quick, girl. You're going to a Super Bowl party tonight. No, I'm not. That's why I told you I'm praying it's not. Oh, my God. I'm going over to a man's house later tonight, and he has said he doesn't like sports. 
And so I think it's not related to the Super Bowl, but he did say, we were like, let's hang out today. He was like, come over at one or two in the afternoon. So like very confusing. He's getting the fucking pigs in a blanket ripping already. He's ready. He's ready for you. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, and, and then, and I was just like, oh, he's a weird, I don't know. He's a weird guy. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then Lillian was like, do you think it's a Super Bowl party? I'm like, oh my God, what is it? What if it's a Super Bowl party? It's the it's only the second time we've ever hung Best out. Best case scenario, so it's a Super Bowl party. But he did self-describe as a relationship anarchist, so. What the fuck does that mean? What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? As if I know. As if I know. I'm Catholic. We don't do that. I tell Kelly, like, every day I wish so much, I wish so badly that I had the excuse that I was Catholic because it would really solve, it would really help me explain everything. And I, and I told her it really does. God, it, it really comes really in does. handy. You can cover anything. Damn it. All right, when I move to my next town, I'm going to just start just off Catholic. Say it. Just say it. I, the thing is, is real Catholics um, don't know anything, you know what I mean? Yeah, They're just yeah, like, yeah. oh, who's that? What is oh, St. Anthony, yeah. Um... I think that sounds fun, though. Your Super Bowl date. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Kelly yeah. and I both agree that men should know something about sports. So in that way. Yeah, he was like, I don't like sports. And just doesn't, he doesn't like them. That's so weird to me. As a man, you should just, like, how, what, what is your homosocial life like then? You have to pick something. Yeah, and he doesn't do woodworking, as far as I know. Maybe it's a scrimshaw situation. Wow, if he does scrimshaw, That's hot. I will change my tune. That is hot. Scrimshaw's hot. Whittle, yeah. Oh my god, if you were doing a little... <laughs> That's etching. I'm seeing the boats coming clear into the Ooh, picture for me. Mama me, I'm yeah, getting out under the collar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay, how are you, Lily? <laughs> I think we have our answer already, but I'm fine. Awesome is the answer. I could describe my current state as extremely susceptible to anything the teens at Sally Beauty Supply tell me. Yeah, totally. That is, you painted a picture. Yeah, last night. You edged a scrimshaw. (laughs) (laughs) I literally was like... (laughs) <laughs> dragged my ass to Sally Beauty uh, right before I bought a rotisserie chicken and a can of Lambrusco and was like buying a couple things. I love Sally Beauty, by the way, but anyway, this person with, you know, pink hair, etc., as, as they do, and they were like, I really recommend with what you're buying that you buy this hair mask. And I was like, how much is it? And they're like, it's three dollars. I was like, yes. Throw it in. I'll take it. What else? What else do I need? I would love for you to tell me what I need to be my best self. Okay. <laughs> Teen at the self beauty <laughs> supply. <laughs> so, anyways, hoping that <clears throat> does the trick. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I have high hopes for you. Three dollar hair mask. I Look think out! So. Look out! Um. um yeah. Yeah, I had recently one of the 21-year-old line cooks. The reason I gave myself a little trim is uh, came into work. He was like, your bangs look really long today. And I was like, "Um, what? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. They're like getting a little long. I was like, 
okay, thank you. Immediately went home like, ah! So scary. That's so Terrifying. scary. That's like when- His I... sister is also like a, a hairstylist. So I was like, he knows. Oh, he does, yeah. He's from Michigan, so he had oh, a grain God. of salt, but. Well, you were right to sort of take that advice. Freak out. <laughs> Yeah. Freak out. Um, do you have any uh, service stories or tales that you would like to tell our listeners? Okay, I have a service story, and then I, as I said before, we were, when we were talking, I have a big announcement. Okay. Um, so Sorry. my service story is that, which rarely happens because I work at just like a very chill place. Um, we got an email that was like, I received the worst service of my life <laughs> at this restaurant, um, which was so awesome. I love that. And um, and just one thing that I do want to say, and it was this woman, and she is a regular, and she was like, yeah, this has never happened here before. And she was like, I'm honestly writing because it was like, it's classic regular vibes where she was like, it was so upsetting, and it, uh, but I'll be back. But I would just hate to think of someone receiving that service on their first trip in, and then they would never come back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Thank, oh my god, the charity oh, that's going. Thank you so bless much." You. But um, it was the classic thing of just like we waited for an hour. No food came. No one checked on us. And then we finally flagged someone down and asked. And then all of our food came uh, in t- in twenty minutes. It all hit the table. Um. Which does suck. And then I guess the server, which is hilarious. Um, and he's an idiot. And, and not, in a, not in an affable way. Um, he, I guess, just asked them if they wanted a dessert comp. Like, didn't, like, bring them a dessert. It's like, do you want me to, like, um, get a dessert for you guys and it'll be awesome? Which I understand if someone's like, listen, we thought this dinner was going to be 45 minutes. It's now been an hour and a half. We really have to go. I understand at that point saying, like, I would love to be able to, like, send you home with dinner. Can I wrap something for you? Yeah. That's one thing. I think he's just, again. Not good at his job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so kind of hilarious effort on his part. But I just have to say something, which is, and I've. I think I've said it before on this podcast is like, you have to assume some sort of culpability at that point is like, okay, if you, this is a restaurant that you've been in many times and I know she has, and you have not gotten food in one hour that's, as you claim. That's a, that's why? impossible. It's impossible. But B like we have a host, mm-hmm, two bartenders, mm-hmm. two servers, a runner, a manager on the floor, like Even if you had come up to me as the bartender and said, hey, I obviously I'm not your table. I'm not in your section, but I come in here all the time. Like, we're, we're simpatico. What's going on? Where's my food? I would have been like, oh, yeah, let me check. <clears throat> Sorry. Literally, there's half a dozen people. No, no, no. This woman, this is the claim. The claim is that she sat... For one hour with no one having spoken to her whatsoever? She, I think she got, like, they p- got drinks, put in food, and then an hour passed. Nothing hit the table. And no one no checked No drinks the hit the table? I assume the drinks hit the table. Okay. Yeah. If your food takes a long time, but an hour, I, A, that's not, that, that did not happen. No, that's literally, as I'm reading the email, like, I was like, okay, like, I could see if you're trying to be, like, really polite and you're like, maybe they're backed up in the kitchen 
you might wait half an hour and be like, I'm not sure what's going on. But at 30 minutes, you are not only within your rights to aggressively flag someone down. If you do not, it becomes your problem. A it's, shared. It's, yes, exactly. We're in a shared. It takes two to tango. Moment. Always. Ideally. Because. Ideally so. <laughs> ideally so. Or me and my. What, me and who? Me and who? Yeah. Do, do you guys know that Lillian wrote, was it for click hole or it's like all my friends are mobs? Oh, <laughs> I wish it was for click hole. No, it was for reductress when that was cool and people were writing for it. Uh, no, it was like <laughs> how to have a great Memorial Day weekend when all of your friends are mops with sunglasses on. So funny. So stupid. No, that's hilarious. Oh my God. Anyway, so at that point, it's like, yeah, like you are, I'm not a mop with a sunglass. Like, just come up to me and literally say, like, hey, what's going on? This feels really unusual and I want some fucking food. And then, first of all, I know you're, like, you think your server is bad at his job. I know for a damn fact he's bad at his job. We're you know what same, I mean? Yeah, we're on the same side of this. It's like, that's the other crazy thing is, like, people are like, oh, I just, especially post-pandemic, I feel like people are like, I just, you know, I want to give these people leeway. But it's like, if you're going to, either you're giving leeway or you're going to complain. And if you're on team complain, I would rather you hear about, I would rather hear about it because I know the flaws. I know the flaws of the kitchen. I know the flaws of the server. I spend, you know, 85 hours a week thinking about this place, unfortunately. (laughs) And just come up to me and be like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And I'll be like, oh, that's your server. I know what the hell's going on. Let me check on it for you. Yeah. Like, are you crazy? So anyway, just to say, (laughs) like, just so funny. I was like sucks to suck i I wish i could say her name but i'm not going to it is just like at what you have to stop being the victim and take control of your life in in in, in every way and that also includes at a restaurant okay there absolutely it's like there is not a world where i'm waiting an hour for food oh my god no absolutely not Take the fucking reins, sister. Let's go. Or if I do wait an hour for food, I just go, okay, this is my day today. I'm waiting an hour for food. And then I walk on and I live the rest of my day. But I don't, and then I don't send an email. Sending an email. It's like, you know, like you can't, you can't play both sides like that. I got a, I got a special gulag waiting for her. Let me tell you. The oh female writers of this world. Too fucking funny. Um, okay, my big announcement, though, is that I watched the season premiere of Vanderpump Rules. What's going on? We're back, baby. Really? We are so back. Really? Because they cut out enti- they cut out every new hire. Great. They were like... So it's back to... James. Season premiere. James, he's drinking again. Oh, God. Amazing. Fuck. Lala, Randall Emmett, completely yep. disgraced. Yep. He won't appear on camera. He won't allow their daughter to appear on camera. Sea or James, ocean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
James and Lala are randomly flirting again. Couldn't be happier. Um, he's as gay as the day is long, and yet those two are still having a, a cheeky band. Um, and uh, Tom and Katie going through a divorce, staying best friends, uh-huh. classic. Great storyline. <sighs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah, great. Tom and Ariana still together. Not really sure what's going on with them. Yeah, shouldn't. Shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be. be. Shouldn't is be. Jax there? No, Jax and Brittany are fully off. They're fully off. They're fully off. I did look at her um, Instagram, though, Brittany specifically. Yeah. And it is the classic thing of, like, ladies, if a man is buying you a boob job, do not let them dictate the cup size because her... I know. It's so bad. Because they don't know they don't know about aging because that's something that doesn't exist in women to... A man <sighs> who's buying a boob job doesn't allow a woman to age in his mind. Sure. Now she's had a baby and she's probably in her mid-30s. Her boobs are so big Fuck. and so low. Fuck. Should I get a And I don't job? mind that look. Should I, I mean, hey. Up? Should you get a Like, what are you thinking? What are, what's, mm, actually, let's what's, do this off air. Okay. I, I'm not going to. I don't think you should. No. I do something, though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think stick to the Sally Beauty. <laughs> But if someone there I'm tells me to get a boob job, <laughs> I'm fucking under the knife in a month. On my way. On my way. No, I don't really like. I don't want like. I don't want bit. I don't want more. I just want. You know what? Oh my god. No. Perkier? Okay. Time out. I. This is not appropriate. <laughs> I've never talked about this on our podcast. Radio. I really want. Um. Like you this have a surprisingly great talk. ass. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. I really want a BBL, but it's so no. dangerous. But I really want Do one. Not. Kelly, because I, I don't have a great ass shape naturally. But that look is so disgusting. You look like a tooth. It's really dangerous. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. Don't do it. You can just. I mean, like, I'm going no, crunch, do crunch. A do a squat. Do a squat. You're right. I should do one. <sighs> All right. I mean, that's coming for me. I don't do jack. Um, I know, but that's what I'm saying is you have a natural, you have a naturally nice ass shape. Well, thank you so much. I, You're welcome. Yeah. Well, I'm a little scrawny right now. It's not really a good look. <clears throat> no, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, sorry, everybody. That was. <laughs> yeah. Normally you do have to pay. We said we were free, but normally you have to pay for that. <laughs> that is like talk. the, con- that is the level of content that you would be paying for if you were to pay for it. Um, sorry. Is that regular good patient. or bad? I don't know if that's selling Actually, it. Yeah. Or... Maybe that's not a good advertisement. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Topic today, topic today, topic. <laughs> yeah, let's go topic. I do have a story, but I'm not going to do it. Um, oh, okay. No, I do want to hear we, it. No, but... no, no. It's 20 minutes in. Let's do this. <clears throat> no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. Kelly. Um, the topic today, um, a lot of people have messaged us about this. Sorry, my cat is going absolutely nuts today. I don't know why. Have I not been paying attention to him? Not sure. Um... Um, The topic today, a lot of people have messaged us about this and um, we're excited and we just want to talk about Lodi unionizing Mm -hmm. and unionizing in restaurants in general and the whole, the whole shebang, as they say, the whole shebang. Um, Yeah, this, so uh, restaurant group, part of a big restaurant group. Um, 
in New York City, I would say, you know, one of the elite. Yeah, it's definitely one of the, like, because it's both prestigious and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can have your Martin stars. No, that's not who runs that. Doesn't matter. Um, but nobody cares about it. Like, yeah. you know, that they're only opening basically like strip mall food. Right, but right. Lod- like Lodi is part of the, I think it's still called Matterhouse Group. And and they're still very well-respected, well-reviewed yes. restaurants. But backed by a ton of money. A ton. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe how much you- money. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, this particular restaurant has been uh, working with, um, so Restaurant Workers Union uh, started, I think, at the, around the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and their goal is to have like, you know, one big union, but for, for restaurant workers. Um, and so I think as far as I can tell, this is sort of their first big, you know, campaign that they're working with um so i think so yeah um really fucking hard and brave truly because like this is as i i'm sure you all know as kelly and i very well know like an industry that time and time again (laughs) finds itself uh it's it's really really fucking hard to organize Oh, it's one of the last, like, it's like, I think, I forget the statistic, but it's like such an enormous industry. Um, and obviously it's like 2% unionized. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. I think like, it's not just because I think often what union organizers say about the restaurant industry is like, well, these campaigns can take years to win and people have such high turnover in the restaurant industry which is obviously true and and maybe it's just one of those things that's not important to flag to every reader or like person who's reading you know about these efforts or hearing about these efforts but something that I think is so like part of the reason for that high turnover is not just that people you know leave the industry or move around or da 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 but a big part of it is that actually what motivates people to leave is there's always this sort of and I think especially since the recession there's always some like mythical land where Mm. my roommate's cousin works at this bar where everyone makes $500 a night Mm -hmm. walks away with $700 in tips and she only works there two nights a week (laughs) and yeah it's really it's a slog it's a a 4am bar but like you're good there like you can make rent in a night and it's like it's not just that it's high turnover it's like the union is sort of antithetical to the reason for the turnover right because the union is saying like you can build the kind of things that you're looking for within this workplace and it's like well I don't want to I'm lazy I'm not trying to build that myself I'm just trying to go to this bar where that already exists right Right. And the, it's right. or the security, not like the benefits, of the union, but the security that the union would provide. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's really tricky because I think, well, I don't know. I think a lot of people in our kind of like demographic or age group, whatever, are drawn to that, to restaurant work 
for reasons that, like you say, aren't exactly like, like I want it to be kind of super flexible and I want to be able to, you know, like bust my ass. I don't want to, but for like three days and get my shit and go on vacation, like the scheduling and all of that stuff, the, the flexibility slash chaos is appealing in some way. For Uh, sure. For sure. Um, and we don't want it to be, we don't like, like we've said before, not that we're pro sexual harassment, but we also don't, the corporatization, not that that's what a union would bring, but like, again, these more like these structural sort of like things, it's a little bit, I don't know. It feels, yeah. I think like something I struggle with personally is always being like, like, especially with with taking care of myself, I'm always like, well, I'm not the kind of person who would do that. Like wearing SPF, like dumb stuff, like wearing SPF. You really should wear SPF though. And I I do for the most part. And, um, you know, like working out and stuff like that, like where I'm just like, oh my God, like (laughs) Kelly doing that? Like you're kidding me. Yeah. And I think part of it is that is like, you're so, especially if you're in the restaurant industry because you couldn't be or haven't been successful in other like more conventional yeah. industries. It's so easy to like tell this story about yourself as like, well, I'm, I can't be, I can't be involved in something like that because it's not me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially, oh gosh, not to be like, especially in New York, but you know, a lot of us really fancy ourselves like, sincerity and these sort of long-term, you know, um, work in this way. And, and like, it's not appealing to a lot of people. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying like, you know, it's a certain mentality and like sincerity and earnestness and, you know. For sure. It really it really is not, doesn't come natural. It's not, and I think it's not cool. It's not cool. And I think too, another big hurdle to uh, organizing just the whole restaurant sector is that you have these small restaurants and then not only do you build this sense of like interdependence and familial relationships, like whether or not that's toxic or healthy or what, But also then it's like, okay, so I think you, it's easy to like look at unions and be like, okay, so like, obviously we understand why other industries want to unionize. Like it's for higher pay and it's for these protections and da, 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 da. And so much of what you would be organizing for, A, there's not going to be like a one size all fits con, like contract, Mm -hmm. like being like, oh, okay, like the trucker, the trucking industry needs like this stuff yep. and every trucker is going to need this thing. Yep. But it's like restaurants are so varied, but then also so much of what like you want to win as a union in a restaurant is more intangible Yeah, because you're not ultimately going to win a $50 an hour wage right. ever. And so I think it's like that too, that it's, it's hard to like, thinking about even what victory would look like in organizing a restaurant is so hard because it really forces you to think about like your values Mm -hmm. and what, 
how you want your life to be structured in a way that I think it's so much easier to just be like, eh, I just want, I just want to be able to make 1200 bucks a week and walk away. Yeah. And like a huge part, I think that I read in a lot of restaurants that either in their union drives or, or successfully unionize a huge part is, is scheduling. And then it's like, we want to schedule three months in advance, which is, huge but it's like also then you're like i'm working so hard like it's both it's both like this huge boon and would make your life like so much simpler and clearer but also it's like okay so i'm gonna work for like years and like potentially be fired and i have to like do all this fucking reading and i have to talk to people in these conversations that are uncomfortable and then that's what i get it's like sometimes doesn't feel worth it even though I think it is I'm not saying that no, it's not no I know it's it's I mean, like it is a tough sell and that's why it's so yes. amazing that these workers are doing yes. it yes and Kelly and I we've said on this podcast and we say it all the time we are both haters so and I think I've said some things that I do ultimately regret about unionizing a little bit um but also we have to look I, uh, I can't be, I can't be earnest all the time. Sorry, everybody. It's just not me. You know, I, I, I'm trying, but, um, yeah. And again, this is like fucking beating a dead horse, but as we saw with COVID, the restaurant industry is incredibly complicated, incredibly fucking complex dependent on all sorts of fucked up shit from the very fucking planting the goddamn seed in the ground. So it's like, good God, it's a lot of fucking work at every single level. And it's really overwhelming and doesn't mean again, that we shouldn't be working towards, you know, uh, something that's sustainable for everybody, but damn doggy. I mean, honestly, like what really, would happen and I think probably is just people have gotten used to cheapness and convenience at every level right our clothes our food etc what should happen I mean according to like if everyone was being paid a fair wage for everything you would be paying two to three hundred dollars for a shirt or a jacket easy no problem and you would be going out to dinner once you know, a couple mm-hmm. months if you were lucky and yeah. you would pay, I don't know, $500 or whatever it was for a full fancy meal for two or something because these things are so expensive and they should be more expensive. And that's why they unionized workers. Uh, service workers are, are hotel, they work at fancy hotels and they work at nice steakhouses. And that's like, that's the level of money <laughs> that it takes. And yeah, for sure. I mean, whatever. I don't know anything about economics. I'm just like totally making this up. But that's just like it. That, like to me, that's just like what it's. It, it it's not actually economically sustainable. I'm not saying this on like I'm on the business owner side, but it's just it's just literally not. Yeah, I mean, it's also. I think uh, I read an article from the New York Times from sort of like mid-pandemic, like 2021, about. Um, unionizing restaurants and and independent restaurants specifically um and who should creep in but someone from one fair wage one of my most detested 
lobbying groups, which is one fair wage is this group that is trying to get everyone in the restaurant industry to make $15 an hour. Um, they have, in my opinion, like some kind of questionable organizational beliefs about tipping. Um, it's one of those things where I'm like, there is no reason that front of house should earn less in tips. I just pay back of house people. Uh But, and so, um, and one fair wage is also, this is another reason why they're deeply suspect to me is that, um, in this article, the, the representative from one fair wage was like, yeah, we don't really believe in, um, like shop by shop organizing. We think we should push for like larger scale change on a federal level to like, uh, wage, whatever, which is so dumb. I, especially in conjunction with your Ubers and Mm -hmm. the Uberification of, and ghost kitchens Mm -hmm. and all of this, Mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, okay, why do you think Democrats are now all of a sudden on board for $15 an hour wage? Because they want more and more and more workers to be classified as individual contractors so that it's so much, so they can go out publicly and say, of course I support, of course I support a high minimum wage. Not for you because you're not a wage employee. You're an individual con. So mm-hmm. anyway, fuck that. Yeah. But um, I think if you really, so basically like the breakdown of the cost of running a restaurant is it should be like a third goes to food, a third goes to rent, a third goes to labor. Yeah. And if there was an interest in supporting farms yeah. and workers in restaurants, the government should completely subsidize restaurants. Shouldn't restaurants should be like churches. Like they shouldn't have to pay rent. They shouldn't have to pay in the same way because that money, there is no reason that a restaurant should have to pay rent when the restaurant is enriching the community. I agree. And that money should go to wages. And if these lobbying groups actually gave a shit, Anyway, that's just a whole separate tangent. Look, I'm with you. Thank you. I co-sign. Um, but yeah, I think these unionizing restaurants, like a lot of what they, the Lodi group, what they're organizing for is about scheduling. It's about the restaurant subsidizing the equipment that especially back of house is expected to provide. Mm-hmm which can be a huge expense and also can, it's a safety issue, but also it can be so much of how you rise in restaurants is based on vibes Mm -hmm. and a union is like very good at cutting that down, which is like why scheduling three months out is great. Like no one's going to get punished for being sexually harassed. Right and then taken off the schedule, which we've all experienced in restaurants Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, suddenly I have one shift a week. That's awesome. Yeah. And in the back of house, like buying more expensive equipment, buying more expensive knives as like a demonstration of your commitment Mm -hmm. to your job. Mm -hmm. And then you're promoted based on that. That's insane. Yeah. Like so much of what the union can provide is not letting management just like have these and and so then that reaffirms 
also all these like existing social structures and systems of oppression that we all deal with, which is like, oh, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm the executive chef and I'm a straight white guy and I just happen to vibe the best with this other straight white guy. So he's going to be the Sue. Right. You know, like I think a union in a restaurant actually like it makes so much sense in that industry, even if it feels like this really antithetical. I mean, I think I agree. And I think, I think a combination of, you know, more unionized restaurants and then an alternative model of like collectively owned restaurants. I think those two together working together could really cover a lot of ground. And I think make up for what one maybe couldn't serve, you know, in, you know, I mean, God knows I would never want to collectively own a restaurant because they're so fucking insane, but that's a way for people to like be creative and work collaborative together and, and, you know, not, you know, I'm sure shit would happen and whatever the fuck, but like, it's a way to sort of like at least start off with like a Mm -hmm. non-exploitative model, you know, in, in some way. Um, but you know, everyone takes a fucking dishwashing shift. Everyone, you know what I mean? Like that would solve a lot of problems, you know? Um, but, but, you know, we always go back to the tipping thing and, you know, this, like, this, the, the website and the folks at the Restaurant Worker Union, you know, they're, like, one of, you know, an end to the tip wage is, is one of their their goals. And so it's, like, again, it's, like, okay, like, what does that mean? What's the number? Yeah. Tell me. It's hard to know. Yeah. I think that um, if I were to be, like, in a, a, a union, I think materially like something would probably just be like okay what's the minimum paycheck yeah so it's like whether it's coming from a tip pool or whether it's just coming from the restaurant paying it out like if i've worked 20 hours i want 800 dollars after taxes or like whatever it is and like and that can be consistent across front of house, back of house. Like, I think it's more so about like, okay, what's the minimum? Because yeah, like the tip question is really hard because I don't think front of house should have to like accept less to pay back of house more. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And I don't really see in another industry where, um, you would say besides like literally being like okay Bob Iger has to take a smaller bonus so that we can get the like VFX team a higher wage but I don't see in in other industries where it's like okay what how we're gonna get the janitors paid more in school is we're gonna take from the teacher's salary. I know. Like, yeah. it's just like, you just fund more. That's the thing. I mean, like I've said it a thousand times. So part of the reason you can't make any money in restaurants in Oregon is because it's not illegal here to, for front of house, there's to, to, you know, basically subsidize yeah. back of house because owners won't pay back of house enough money for them to live. So we fucking give them our money that we make. And, um, you know, <sighs> 
obviously I want everyone to make fucking money. I don't want the fucking cook to make less money than me, obviously. But you have to admit that that fucking sucks. I will say though, it feels better when back of house does come out and help me fucking with bus tubs. Then I'm like, okay. Okay. I feel a little bit better about this. If you're doing a little bit of this because I run the food, you want to come help me clear a table? I mean, like, you can work some things out and make it feel better, but it, it, it's still, like, that's not a fucking solution. It's like this one guy helps out sometimes. It's like, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, I will also say, hey, it's tough. You know, I'm tr- this is, like, part of what my I'm doing my research on, but this the independent unions versus it, you know, it's a really, really fucking hard road, no matter what. But if you're an independent union, I mean, you don't have, and look, it's fucked because like, fuck the AFL, fuck fuck it all. I'm not saying like, I bow down to fucking bureaucracy, like fucking corporate union bullshit. I'm not saying that at all. I am saying, and they should have fucking been organizing. Starbucks, they should have been fucking organizing. Like, all of these people have failed at the fucking top level for fucking sleeping on all of this shit for decades and decades. Like, they should have been fucking doing this already fucking yesterday. But when you're an independent union, you don't have any resources. And as we've said before, this shit takes literal years. I mean, like, look at Starbucks. Like, not a single fucking... And it's like, it's... you. You can and you have and you're asking people to risk it all. Yeah, basically, getting yeah. fired, getting fucking not having a paycheck. Like it's it's like it's a huge fucking risk. Not saying it's not worth it, but like being realistic and being like, okay, do we have enough money for fucking lawyers to fight every single fucking thing they throw at us? Every fucking thing, dodging it in the fucking like the, the understaffed fucking you know, national labor relations, but it's like, it's a fucking mess. So yeah, not to be discouraging. I'm just like, that's like, that's hard. It's really fucking hard. It's really scary. So even more respect, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, independent unions, it's really fucking tough. And then you do get into also, um, I mean, and so many people say like, Hey, I'm learning on the ground. I'm learning with this process too. And it's like, okay, like, sometimes you do need, like, a fucking adult in the room who's going to be like, okay, this is what we're doing. And then you can make, you know, changes to your contract and you can mm-hmm. say, okay, well, this is actually what's valuable to us and stuff like that. But sometimes it is helpful to just have a guidebook and have someone say, this is what you're organizing around. These are your organizing principles starting from now, starting yeah. from today. Yeah. Um, but I also think, like, one of the things that we see in in the restaurant industry and in other industries, too, is, like, the bosses are really scared of unions and that's how you know that it's worth it. Yep. And that's how you know that it's powerful is that even in unsuccessful union drives, even in, um, re- industries that do not successfully have comprehensive, uh, organization, you can still win victories and you can still organize for the things that you want without unions because bosses are so afraid of unions that they will do stuff to get you to not 
form a union. And that's exactly. A, there's no, there are no losses in any right. of these fights, right? The fact that you did it in the first place is a win. It's fucking cumulative. It all fucking builds off, you know. But, um, the con- I mean, what, like, you know, looking at, like, the UC strike, you know, the graduate students, all of this, like, the contract is one way that you fight. It's right. not the way, right? And, like, you learning how to organize yourselves and how to work together means that you can do this on your own in other ways, right? You don't have right. to have the fucking United Auto Workers because you know what the fuck you're about and you know what you need and you're going to do it, right? So, like, right. thinking about it, I mean, like, yes, union, but also, like, there's other ways to do it once you sort of have that connection with people and have a direction you're going in, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, God, okay, I'm being serious again, so... Fucking... Well, we can cut it there. Yeah, cut it. Enough of that. Bullshit. Um, um, let's see, we have a new patron. Oh, yeah. Or maybe two. Unsure. Ryan. Unsure. Welcome. Ryan, I gotta tell you, it means a lot every time I see a name pop up in the old inbox. So, thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, and, uh, I have some things coming down the pipe if I can get my shit together. Really, that's a huge if, but I am thinking about you all, all the time, um, Mm -hmm. and what you need and want and how we can best give you those things. Um, absolutely. I'm starting to read this book that I posted on our Instagram. I actually meant to read from it on this episode, but like, I literally have cried three times today, including one time reading something that I myself wrote, which I think is not really like, Classic. that's like, take a walk. Like you don't need to be like tearing up at your own, relax. Um, <laughs> but this book, uh, We Have Fed You All a Thousand Years, New York City Food Worker Organizing. Yeah, I, um, I was talking to Kelly about this, but yeah, put out by the, um, the IWW, this guy, Kevin Bruce uh, in New York. And, um, I'm obsessed with it because it's it's self-published. Uh, I mean, like it, he published, he self-published, and it's you can get it through the IWW website. But um, there are no um, citations. There's not a bibliography, and it's work cited. Um, it's just purely like this is what happened, which is my absolute favorite way to engage with or also write anything academically. I'm like, here's just like the deal and I don't have a citation for it because it's yeah. true. So um don't look it up. Believe because... it or not. <laughs> Ripley's believe it or not. You're reading it. Do you believe it? I don't know. Your choice, buddy. I literally the other day was writing something and I was like, okay, so like I'm just saying this and I don't really have like a source, but I just like think that this is true. Uh, what's the vibe on that? I'm just gonna leave I it. <laughs> it's pretty much how I conduct myself. I mean obviously I'm not an academic but pretty much how I conduct myself people are like oh where are you getting that especially for my beliefs uh what what where are you getting that from I think it I thought about it for a while it made sense to me and now I think it and that I've yeah I've I've that is now truth um I was gonna read a poem I'm not going to oh my god what am I saying I'll tell it I'll take a screenshot of it just post it take a screenshot or whatever it's not a screen take a picture take a photograph take a photograph Lillian. 
Okay. Well, we love you guys. We do. We really do. And, uh, you know, best of luck to everybody out there. Solidarity, et cetera. Absolutely. All right. Good night. Catch you on the flip side. Go birds. Go birds.